The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host tonight here, Ryan Gilbert, riding solo right after the Game 3 Panthers overtime victory against the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Final. A special episode here, just doing a little post-game reaction, seeing how it goes. Uh, We'll be back on Friday night with Talon and Joel talking about Game 3 and previewing Game 4 on set for Saturday night. So if that's more of your thing, feel free to skip this in your feed and come back tomorrow. But Figured I'd try this out, see how it goes, and see how the reaction is here, because we only have uh, potentially a few more games here left in the hockey season. Uh, tonight's game, Game 3, was an absolute must-win for the Florida Panthers. They they came back home. They, they're home ice, down 2-0. They lose Kachuk early in the game after he picked up a big assist to open the scoring with uh, Brandon Montour, getting the new dad bump. But, uh, yeah, after that, I mean, after the first period, it was really... I mean, the, the the Knights tied it up late in the first period on a power play goal by Mark Stone, the captain, of course. All of his celebrations seemed to be extremely energetic there. And then, yeah, headed into the second period, it was it was a 1-1 game. You know, maybe maybe Kachuk's coming back. Maybe he's not. Are, are the Cats in trouble? And it turned out Kachuk did come back, but the Panthers were in trouble because they continued to just rack up the penalty minutes no matter where the puck was, no matter where they were on the ice just playing selfish hockey, taking penalties that they really did not need to take whatsoever. And that led to, I believe, uh, six power plays for the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, the last power play of the game that they had came with 11 seconds left in the game on a phantom call on, uh, I think, Gustav Forsling ended up picking up that tripping call when uh, Chandler Stevenson tripped by himself. But yeah, great game tonight. I've gone to overtime, got a quick overtime there uh, with the Panthers winning it just Four minutes and 27 seconds into the extra session. Carter Verhage with a shot from the, the top of the point. That, that's what you got to do in the playoffs. That's what you got to do in the Stanley Cup final. That's what you got to do in overtime of the Stanley Cup final, especially, is just get pucks on net. And, and that's what Verhage did. And that's something that the, the Panthers were not able to do throughout the game. The Panthers just struggled to get any chances. Uh, there was a moment, and, you know, when I thought this game was was officially over for the Panthers, I was I was pretty down on the Panthers. Uh, as you know, if you're a loyal listener here, I have uh, some Panthers futures I'm writing out from when they were, you know, surging back to make the playoffs in late March, early April. I chose to not hedge them, which goes against usually my philosophy, especially with when you have something that's more of a, a portfolio management than a hedge. But decided to write out the cats. Uh, I do have some Golden Knights con Smythe futures, but that's besides the point right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically pulling for the cats right now, uh, basically like they're my, my own team. And by the, by the second period, when they came back from the commercial break, I think it must have been the first or second commercial break of the second period, they went to Paul Maurice. And Paul Maurice, uh, Jackie Redmond asked him, you know, how do you like your game so far, 5-on-5? Five five. He said he loves the game so far. He, he likes it. Meanwhile, by that point in the second period, it was clear that the Vegas Golden Knights had taken over the, the majority of, of, of play in the game. They, they were controlling the puck. They were getting more shots on goal. They were getting more scoring chances. And Paul Maurice just seemed to be fine with it. 
even cracked a pretty good joke. He said, uh, Brandon Montour, he scored after getting, he had the new dad bump there, as I mentioned. He said uh, he should have had twins. Maybe he could have scored too. Maybe Paul Murray should coach his team better so they're not taking penalties every 30 seconds and taking these dumb penalties in the Stanley Cup final. I've been on Twitter. I've been out there in the Discord. Discord, get in there, sg.pn slash Discord. Great support system in there. Been throwing out bets left and right throughout overtime, plus 320 before the game. We've been talking about the Marsh or so, anytime goal scorer. Of course, he scored the power play goal to continue his surge for the Conn Smythe. Yeah, get get in the Discord. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast here, uh, sg.pn slash hockey on Apple, sg.pn slash hockey s on Spotify, or just search for the Hockey Gun Podcast on your preferred podcast platform. And do please leave us a five-star rating and review if that is on Apple Podcasts. Those do go a long way for us, as do the five-star ratings on Spotify, so that would be great if you guys could leave them. Also, follow us on Twitter, at HockeySGPN. We tweet out some episodes there. I'm trying to live-tweet some games. Uh, so do that. But yeah, back to the game here. When when Palmer said that he was absolutely fine with the Panthers' five on five game, he was he was said, "Oh, five on five shots are, are tough to come by." So he's okay with it. Well, they weren't really tough to come by for the Golden Knights, especially in that second period. That second period does seem to be the Golden Knights' best. I believe I can probably back that up with some with some stats here, but just going with uh with what I remember, not any actual firm numbers, but they're pretty good. Pretty good second period team. It seems like they, they manage their change as well. It's the long change. It's what everyone talks about. It's in the second period, and then it's in overtime. And, and they did that very well. Uh, Bruce Cassidy came out completely, has been outclassing uh, Palmer Race in this series, and did so after the first period. Panthers were all over the all over the Golden Knights in the first period, uh, outshot them 5-3 to three at even strength, but shot attempts for 20-8 to eight with uh, scoring chances being 10-1. to one. According to natural stat trick, there is at five on five. Panthers had a expected goals for advantage of 0.91 to just 0.15 at five on five after the first period. And then after that, I mean, the, the Golden Knights completely took over in the second period. And like the Panthers were playing their, their defensive type of game, playing in their Panthers hockey, but it, it wasn't good enough. And even into the third period, when you know it's when you know Vegas should be going into more of a shell and the Panthers should be taking more chances, that happened. And and big props to Sergei Bobrovsky for, for coming coming back home after getting pulled in game two. Comes out, makes uh, 25 saves on 27 shots. Quite a few tough shots there, especially late in the game when it was a 2-1 game to keep the Panthers in it just down by by one goal there. So a great job for Bobrovsky, uh, but also Matthew Gachuk also definitely helped his Con Smythe case there with the game-tying goal with uh, a little bit over two minutes left. Also had the primary assist on the Montour goal. But Bobrovsky, I mean, he, he's back in it here. Uh, Joel's been saying on the pod, it's like a, like a three-point shooter. If he's hot, he's hot. And, uh, you know, he, he stayed hot, but the Golden Knights have been able to bother him in the crease. And, and that's what happened on the power plays. The power plays, it was just Golden Knights moving the puck, getting pucks on net, which is exactly what the Panthers were not doing and needed to do. But but in the end here, the Panthers, yeah, Matthew Kachuk scores that third-period goal to tie it up. There's still two minutes left. There's some there's some tense moments there. The Cats actually had a chance to win it in regulation. And then, you know, that, that power play we talked about before, the phantom the phantom penalty. Uh, so it went to overtime with the Golden Knights starting on a power play. So anytime that happens, especially in, in the playoffs here, you, you that that's a big deal. There's not many power plays in, in, in overtime. So, I mean, given that they were two for five in the game so far, and that's the only way they had scored 
it was fair to kind of expect that they would just come out in the first overtime there and score pretty quickly because that, that's what they did in their overtime games against uh, Dallas, I believe. They come out and scored in like the first minute and a half. Uh, I think Brett Howden had one and then someone else had one in, that, in their past series, but Panthers got past that. Panthers are now, I believe, 7-0 and in overtime in, in the playoffs here, including that four-overtime thriller against the Hurricanes. So they're showing that they can they can really play. And when it comes down to it, it's not pretty. It's sometimes they try to be too pretty, but but they 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 came through tonight with a absolute must-win game here in game 3. You can't go down uh 3-0 there to to anybody, especially this Golden Knights team that has been dominant on home ice and even on the road too. They've been a good road team in the playoffs. They just go on the road and roll all four lines there. But yeah, the, the Panthers here, they got it done. They got a much-needed win here. And uh, yeah, well, we'll, I mean, they now could hopefully, you know, get the edge here if they uh, if they go into Game Four now. I'm not sure what the odds are for that. Getting into that though. But speaking of edge, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool for your bankroll. You can double your bankroll. If you just sign up, get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll too much, or you can double down on a bet. You can find a future you like to hedge or a middle opportunity here. Plenty of things to get down on with Edge Boost. They're not some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. They can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. So support Hockey Gambling Podcast and SGPN and grow your bankroll at the same time by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so let's just do a, a quick look here at the Game 3 odds. Game 3 is on Saturday night. going to be an 820 puck drop, as all the games have been. Panthers still favorites, minus 125. Golden Knights are plus 105 with over-under at 6. Overpaying off plus 100. Under is at minus 120. Um, we're going to get into this more on Friday Night Show, so I'm going to keep it very brief here. I think you have to go back to the Golden Knights at, at plus odds. They got up to, to plus 10, plus 110, I believe, plus 115 I may have saw before puck drop, and that was just too high for a Golden Knights team that's been dominating pretty much throughout the playoffs and especially throughout this series. So, um, And then for the total, you probably got to go back to the under here. It was a 2-2 game. It was a 2-1 game until... There were three minutes left, so uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll dig deeper into that on Friday night show and the full show there. But uh, looking at the series now, Golden Knights are minus two sixty with the Panthers at plus two ten. That has come down quite dramatically there. Um, and then the biggest thing here I, I want to touch on here is, is the Conn Smythe Award race here, the Conn Smythe Trophy. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault is still the odds-on favorite. He's minus one ten on DraftKings, but minus one sixty on FanDuel. So that's quite the discrepancy there. Uh, Kachuk is next at between plus 350 and plus 380. And you got Bob at plus 450 on DraftKings, but up to plus 750 on FanDuel. I could see that. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. Kachuk with the tying goal here and with with, with uh, coming back from the injury and, and the points and the whole Rat King thing. I don't know if Bobrovsky can steal that from him, but if Bob puts up a shutout in, in game four or game five and get, gets the catch back in this series, you can see that definitely come down. I think there's some... Possible value there if you do want to get a Smythe bet in on Bob and, and haven't yet. Um, after that, you got Eichel. Also some disparity here. DraftKings has plus 650, and FanDuel has uh, plus 1,000, so 10 to 1 there. 
DraftKings does seem to have the best odds for, or FanDuel has the best odds besides the kind of top guys where Marshall So is better. Eichel, I kind of like it at 10 to 1 there, but I, I think at this point, if the Knights win it, it's going to be Marshall So. So Marshall So minus 110 when, when the Golden Knights are minus over 200 to win the series could be something worth looking at there. Um, after that, you got Aiden Hill at 10 to 1, uh, and then Mark Stone. Mark Stone, this is quite the price discrepancy here. Uh, DraftKings has him at 15 to 1. FanDuel has him at 45 to 1. Now, I already have quite a bit of, of uh, some, some Mark Stone futures for, for Conn Smythe, but 45 to 1 kind of seems insane. I, I know I just said Marshall is probably going to win it. Minus 110 might be a solid bet for him, but Mark Stone has, I'm not sure if this includes tonight's games, but he had 17 points in the playoffs. He scored tonight. He has points in, in all three games in the series. He's the captain. He's it would be it would be so ironic if the if the guy that missed all season with the injury that, that they pulled the lightning with that no one's really complaining about comes back miraculously right in time for the playoffs and ends up winning the Consmith trophy. So yeah, I think there's value there on Stone at forty five to one. Um I'm not sure if there's any real chance of him getting it i mean 15 to 1 is definitely closer to what it should be so that's what i would look for if you're looking for a long shot at this point still potentially four games left in this series and if marshall so goes cold and then anyone could step up and take that especially someone like stone who has the two-way game he has a narrative of being the captain and he has a narrative of like that just yeah people people love him when he scores i said it before it's it's like he 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 lights up no matter when it is, especially in the Stanley Cup final. So, I think that's the the main takeaways from the Conn Smythe uh, Trophy here. Uh, let me dig a little bit deeper into the series. What we have here so far for the for the props uh, series spread. You can get Panthers plus one and a half minus one fifteen, Golden Knights minus one and a half also minus one fifteen. That might be something to look at here because coming into into the going back to Florida, I had in my head okay Golden Knights one two at home. Panthers might be able to tie it up here at home, win two. But then I see Vegas going back home, winning that game, and being able to overpower the Panthers in game six. So I don't mind that um, minus one and a half games at minus 115 whatsoever. I also just get Golden Knights straight to win in six games at plus 290. That might be worth it there. Uh, series total games. The, the odds-on favorite now is seven games at plus 150, six games is plus 160, and, and five games if the Golden Knights win the next two is plus 260. That could be worth taking depending on what the odds end up being for that. But, uh, yeah, that's um, serious correct score. Panthers and Panthers in seven, I think, would probably be, if you want to take them, Panthers in seven is, is plus 425. Panthers in six is plus 600. So the Panthers would need to win the next three games to win, to win in, in, in six games. I don't know if they're going to do that. Uh, so plus 425, them to, them to win in seven. You could hedge that out or cash that out on game six if you if you really think that could be a possibility. Uh, that's an option there. But I, I really want to dig into the, the refereeing in, in this, this series here. I understand the Panthers are being a little bit kind of bitchy, kind of little bitches here and there, as, as Talon would say. Little, little bitches, you know, just going in the corner, doing some things that they shouldn't do. But I want to particularly focus on the uh, Radko Gudis cross-check they called, I believe, in the first period. I'll pull up the box score to make sure. But it was, uh, it was already going to be a penalty on William Carrier for boarding Gudis, which was a clear penalty. And then I believe when the whistle blew or right after that or right around that time, Gudis and, and Carrier were very close to each other. 
and Gudis pushed his his. It was a cr- a very light cross check to uh, Carrier's chest, and of course, given how the Panthers have have acted in these playoffs and been picking up ten minute misconducts left and right, uh, they they called him. They called both of them. Uh, I, I thought maybe you know that might be, you know, tell him you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna call this tight, and they did call it tight. They called it way too tight all all, all game long. Not only did they call it, call it tight, but the Panthers just could not stay out of the, out of their own way. Whether it was Anthony Duclair taking that tripping penalty late in the first period, you had the Aaron Eckblad hold when there was Chandler Stevenson wasn't really threatening anywhere. Uh, the Barkoff interference was was an egregious penalty right in front of the net, cross check to the back of uh, Zach Whitecloud. There, that was clearly a penalty late in the second period. And then uh, Anthony Lundell had the slashing against Barbashev uh, late in the second period. And then the Panthers the Panthers had their chances on the power play. Like, we can't even say that it was a lopsided game in terms of power plays because the Golden Knights had six and the Panthers had five. The Panthers just absolutely cannot get anything going whatsoever on their man advantage. They have an extra guy out there. They have five guys, the Golden Knights four guys. But they're just standing around the perimeter. They're passing the puck around, making one too many passes, making the pretty play. And speaking of pretty, I believe uh, Henrik Lundqvist pointed out on, on one of the intermission shows. It may have been uh, the great one there, Wayne Gretzky on TNT. But, uh, yeah, they said, you know, they're trying to find the perfect play. I, I believe both of them said it, actually, because it it's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to pass it. They're trying to find that, that needle pass where they that, the pass down from Barkoff to Kachuk to Reinhardt in the slot. And they get the shot off. And, and it was there sometimes, but sometimes, and they mentioned it when they were showing the replay, Kachuk takes, take that puck and just jam it in front. See what happens. Get it in the crease. Get get pucks, get bodies in front of Aiden Hill. Bother him. See what happens. But Panthers have not done that. They're 0 for 5 on the power play in the series, or in game 3. I believe they were 0 for 5 or around there in games 1 and 2 combined. So they have not scored a power play goal in the uh, Stanley Cup final yet. Yeah, they were 0 for 3 on game 1, 0 for 4 in game 2. And that was one of their strengths. That was one of the the things that got them by, especially against the Bru- against the Bruins, the Leafs and the Hurricanes. Um Bruins, they they ended up they started out the series 0 for 7 in, in the first three games. Then went 1 for 4, 1 for 2, 2 for 4 and 1 for 3. Uh, against the Leafs started out slow in games 3, 4, 5, combined to go 3 for 7. And then against the Hurricanes, uh, in Game Four, they were two for four on the power play. Game Three, they were one for four, the only goal of the game, one nothing win there. In Game Two, they were one for three. But I don't know if it's something that that Vegas is doing, or if just Florida just getting some some bad luck. I saw, I saw something that that Vegas is kind of their PDO is like sky high right now, which is basically basically the luck that that a team is getting, and in such a small sample size, it can be pretty high. Um. But before we continue any further here, make sure you check out uh, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, they have plenty of ways to win with NBA, MLB, and NHL, of course, with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Yeah, so I mean, the the gold, the Panthers basically need to get their power play going, and, and it's basically it, it sucks that special teams play and the Panthers being undisciplined is making the difference in the Stanley Cup final. Luckily, the Panthers won tonight, so they didn't go down three zero. Especially if it was on that uh, 
that bullshit penalty call at the end of regulation that, that was not should not have been a penalty. Something like that should also be reviewed. If you're going to have video re reviews for everything, just make make all penalties reviewed then. But then, then that's a whole other thing with uh, too many video reviews like the NBA has and whatnot. So maybe not, but a, a good game, a, a decent game three. It was a good ending to game three, especially if you're, you're a Panthers backer or a Panthers fan there. But ultimately, it, it wasn't a great hockey game. It's not what you want to kind of showcase there on the biggest stage in the Stanley Cup final. So many penalties called, so much sloppy play. But the Panthers got it done. Uh, they lived to fight another day. They lived to uh, fight at least through game five, which I believe will be next Tuesday back in Vegas. But yeah. Game four will be Saturday night in Florida again. Hopefully there's not as many ice problems as there were tonight. There was a little rut in Bobrovsky's crease there. And they're in Florida, not used to the ice in, in June. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gilman Podcast, sg.pn hockey, as I said, or to search for the Hockey Gilman Podcast. Turn on auto-download so you get the uh, episodes in your feed as soon as they're published. And a reminder, uh, I'll be, we'll be back on Friday night with... Alan, Joel, and I, the whole gang back together, reacting to this Game 3 again and mostly talking about Game 4 and, and the series. I don't any other hockey or golf or, or any sports news that's going on. It's a Friday night show. It's going to get pretty wild. You guys know how it is. So uh, get in the Discord. Shout out to all the boys and gals in the Discord there. SG.PN's Discord. Bunch of beauties in there. So make sure you join us completely free. Uh, you can reach out to myself, Talon, on Twitter. Uh, Joel, he's, he's down there with the Ducks, so uh, quack, quack his way. And then, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. See ya. See <laughs> ya.